Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today is February 27th, and we have a four-game NBA slate, a nice one. We're, we're cutting them in half. We've had the, the eight and nine-game slates for, I don't know, the past week or so, so we finally get a smaller slate. Uh, four-game slates, I, I don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. That's the smallest that I'll go that I'll actually have an interest in getting a good amount of volume down. Three, two, showdown slates, not really my type of thing all that much, but four game slates, I'll, I'll have a good amount of volume down. The PGA contest start today as well, so probably when you're watching this, as it starts in 45 minutes, you won't have enough time to get in, uh, but if you are one of the first couple of people to watch this, maybe you will. So check that stuff out. The big one is going to be the XFL over the weekend as well. Going to have uh, content over up on Patreon, tiers, rankings. I'm going to be adding uh, grades for cash slash GPP instead of just cash game tiers to give you even more analysis on Patreon for that. And then for this slate, already done right now is the four-game uh, slate projections for the NBA interest pools. And it's a wild slate. This is probably the wildest four-game slate that We've had, without a doubt this year, anything below five or six games this year, just in terms of the stars that are going to be out, multiple stars on a single team going to be out, and how that's going to impact the rest of the slate. So thank you for being here. If you get any value from my podcast episodes and YouTube videos, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform, YouTube on the video version, notification bell helps as well. Or if you're on the podcast version, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you listen to, CastBox, there's a ton of them, right? Podbean, just please hit that follow subscribe button, helps us out a ton to continue to rank high in the podcast, continue to get exposure, bring new people in and grow this community. So we're about 500 away from uh, 20,000 subscribers. So also, you know, if you want to hit that goal with me, I really do appreciate that. Let's get into this video right now, starting with the injury news on a four game slate that won't be all that much. Draymond Green will be probable for Golden State. That's going to impact minutes for um, Anderson, Toscano Anderson is going to impact minutes for the upside in minutes for a guy like Eric Pascal. Minutes will be kind of all over the place at this point for Golden State uh, with Draymond coming back and just a ton of guys in their rotation. For Indiana, it's Victor Oladipo and Edmund Sumner. Both continue to be questionable after missing the previous game. Victor Oladipo with a back, Sumner with a hip. I'm ruling them both out in my projections currently, but obviously we'll update that if anything changes. Uh, for the Lakers, Anthony Davis is probable with an elbow injury, while as LeBron James is going to miss with a groin. And we have a good amount of groin injuries today, and LeBron is the big one. And, and just uh, a little update on what happens to this Lakers team when LeBron James is off the court. You currently see a usage rate for Anthony Davis, as you would imagine, being the highest on the team at 34.8%. Kyle Kuzma comes in second, inconsistent minutes, but 30 or 25.9 percent in a 484 minute sample size rondo is fourth on the team you have quinn cook as well but a lot of that is garbage run when nobody's on the court rondo is fourth on the team with a 21 percent usage rate in 423 minutes and then it starts to drop off below 20 percent fantasy point per minute production anthony davis bumps up to about a 1.51 fantasy point per minute producer and about 500 minutes without lebron on the court and the big one is rajan rondo 423 minutes with no lebron on the court a 1.12 fantasy point per minute producer not only should his production go up a ton but you should also see his minutes instead of hovering around 18 to 20 probably hovers somewhere around the mid to upper 20s I have him at 28 currently uh, and then you get Kyle Kuzma as a 0.93 fantasy point per minute producer Dwight Howard in almost 400 minutes 1.14 so those are going to be the big ones there's going to be a ton of floating value now around the Danny Greens and the the KCPs of the world if you really want to get there Alex Caruso's of the world Markeith Morris depending on his minutes I gave him 20 today after he played 15 in his debut you can easily see more than that but they just have a ton of pieces that are going to rotate in at a cheap 3K price range. So this is the, one of those teams that's just extremely annoying. 
it's going to come down to which Lakers value did you get right? Yes, Anthony Davis looks pretty clear. Yes, Rajon Rondo looks really good. Kyle Kuzma looks fine. Dwight Howard looks fine. But which one of those KCPs, Alex Caruso's, Avery Bradley's, um, Danny Green's, which one of those guys uh, are, is going to pop off for, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be 30 points, but 23, 24 points and actually end up being meaningful on this slate? That's what gets annoying on these four-game slates, especially when teams like the Lakers are on them. Similar things can be said for teams like the Knicks, which we'll get to uh, right now with Frank Nielakina missing last night, questionable tonight, another groin injury on this slate. I'm ruling him out, but similar to what I just said with the Lakers, except it's more annoying now that LeBron's out, you have this Knicks team that has been running 11-man rotations, an absolutely horrifying thing to see when yesterday you didn't even have the end of the game you had no fourth quarter run for a guy like they went with Bobby Portis in closing out the entire fourth quarter instead of Julius Randle. They gave Mitchell Robinson 30 minutes and closed out the entire fourth quarter. They had the weirdest rotations yesterday. Alfred Payton plays 28 minutes in his return. But you're getting guys like Kevin, uh, Kevin Knox playing 20 minutes and it'll be um, just a bunch of different guards rotating in. Dotson didn't get any run yesterday, but one night in Wellington hasn't gotten run in about a month, but then you'll end up getting Neil Kino when he's healthy and RJ Barrett and Reggie Bullock. And it's just a disgusting team to really try and pick through. In Philadelphia, huge news. No Ben Simmons still going to miss at least two weeks. Concerns with this back injury that it might be longer if he needs surgery. Joel Embiid left last night's game early. Then he came back to the bench. Then he left again, and he was deemed out with a shoulder injury. I'm ruling him doubtful, not projecting him for any minutes right now. And this is some impactful news, obviously, when your two top players in terms of usage are now going to be out for your team. And two highest priced fantasy players, most notable names on their team are now out. And we don't have a huge sample size, but we have a decent one with no Joel Embiid and no Ben Simmons on the court for Philadelphia this year. In about Uh, 207 minutes, Al Horford has a 19.7% usage rate. That's second on the team behind Raul Nito, who in 227 minutes has a 20.1% usage rate. Now, Nito's usage rate probably not going to be as meaningful as Shake Milton has been starting as of late, but Horford, pretty much after Nito, is the de facto number one in usage, but very close to him. Well, actually, I think I have this filtered by overall minutes. Let me filter this by usage. So yeah, this makes more sense. Usage, it's going to be more so after you take out the small runs for Zaire Smith and Jonah Bolden. Tobias Harris, a 25.1% usage rate. Josh Richardson jumps up instead of the low 20s to 24.5. And then you'll have Shake Milton at 23.8. Those are going to be the three big usage players. All of those players right now hover around for Harris and Richardson, about 200 minutes sample with no Embiid and Simons on the court. Sadly, though, for uh, Shake Milton, it's only going to be about 119. Al Horford in 207 minutes has a 19.7%. So Harris and Richardson get huge bumps. But when you're talking fantasy point per minute production in overall minutes, it's going to be Harris, Richardson, and throw in there Al Horford, who now is a 1.09 fantasy point per minute producer instead of a guy who's usually in the point nines. You end up getting Harris as a 1.12 guy. Um, Josh Richardson's overall fantasy point per minute doesn't change. He's still a shooter who doesn't drive the ball all that much, and he's not going to be ball handling as much. But the big thing is, instead of playing 30 or 32 minutes, he should play 36 to 38. I have him at 37 tonight. I have Tobias Harris at 37. I have Al Horford at 34. All these guys end up looking fantastic. There's obviously going to be ripple down effects. Kyle O'Quinn I have at 15 minutes. He could play 16. He could play 17. But they really have been reluctant to let him get a full run, running a lot of Al Horford at the five. And especially if that's how it starts out, I really wouldn't have any interest in Kyle O'Quinn. But you get Korkmaz. You get Shake Milton, who just came off of like a 38-minute game. Um, Korkmaz, I have projected for 28. Milton for 30. They both end up looking pretty good today as well. So a lot of the 76ers in this matchup, when two of your highest usage players and two best players in the team are out, uh, and I'm just deeming and beat out right now, yeah, that's what ends up happening. 
The final injury, and then we'll go over to the early interest. We'll skip the target offense sheet. That'll be Patreon only today, where we show Vegas odds, uh, fantasy points per position allowed, pace metrics, all those things. Um, but pretty much projected pace. So pretty much the last one is just Damian Lillard remains out at least a few more games. So we now have a nice sample of about a 32% usage rate for McCollum in 600 minutes. And um, number two is Carmelo Anthony with a 26% usage rate in 444 minutes with no Lillard on the court. Uh, You're going to get down a little bit more to the biggest sample of Anthony Simons, usually Lillard's backup, 637 minutes, a 20.8% usage rate. When we're talking fantasy point per minute, CJ McCollum has been holding steady at 1.27%. Hassan Whiteside at 1.16, Carmelo Anthony at 0.97, and Anthony Simons at 0.87. Those are the main notables with no McCollum on the court. Now you're going to get big run and and at least decent run towards the 30s and minutes for Gary Trent, whose point per minute production still stays around the uh, 0.7 range. And you're getting huge minutes out of Trevor Ariza, who sadly his point per minute production, um, even in 200 minutes or so with the load off the court, is still like a 0.65 guy. So very um, just... Not fantasy-friendly players, just getting a lot of overall minutes. Let's get this over to the early interest now. And and before we keep going, I will shout out a couple of things. I will shout out drafters.com. That is the picture you see up above. Uh, Their best ball leagues are going to be coming out pretty soon. So if you're somebody who enjoys best ball and you've been sad that draft.com is now gone, check out drafters.com. They also have snake drafts right now. So every single day for the NBA purposes, you can go in there. I advise you to draft closer to lock due to the fact that there's a ton of injury news and you just snake draft. You can snake draft in in groups of four and then you end up having your little team of four go up against a bunch of other people who were in a group of four. Now, you're not playing as a team. You're just in the pool together and then you get thrown into it. Uh, But it's a really cool format. I like it a lot. The drafts only take five to 10 minutes. You're not there for a half hour to an hour and then you got to worry about your whole day. You can set them to 20 second picks and it's literally a five to 10 minute draft. It's really fun. I, I urge you to check out drafters.com. And if you want for a promotion, SAL100, SAL100, it gets you a 100% deposit match up to 50 bucks. So you want to try their big $11 contest, you'll get $11 right back. You'll be able to enter two lineups or play for two days. So check it out. Uh, you don't have to worry about as many pros being over there. There's not a ton of rake. So I, I do like drafters.com. And lastly, I'll just po- point out it. And right now I'll plug as my Patreon projections will pop out a little link in a second or two right above my head, and that can take you over to Patreon with the four-game slate projections if you're interested today with updated player pools and updated projections up until lock. So, starting it at the top end, yeah, I mean, just give me Anthony Davis, right? I mean, he's 10-3. They didn't know that LeBron was going to be out before these made these salaries. Otherwise, he'd be $11,000-plus. Anthony Davis, a 1.51 fantasy point per minute producer with no LeBron on the court. Every single thing goes up for this guy. If you want to talk about usage rate, he ends up being an 18% guy there. So that bumps up a little bit for him. You want to talk about rebounding, um, ends up going to a 23.2% guy. Obviously, the overall usage at 35% is fantastic. I don't have to tell you much in a matchup against Golden State that makes Anthony Davis with no LeBron James on the court the absolute pay-up option. He's the only pay-up option. The Damian Lillards, the LeBron James, they're out today. They're injured. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they're all injured. There's very thin options when you're talking 9000 and above. There's no other options when you're talking $10,000 and above. So... Anthony Davis at 10,300. Yes, play him if you want. The next two guys are not guys that I think point per dollar wise are fantastic options today, but just based on the fact that it's a four game slate, there's not many upside plays in the on the slate in terms of who are guys that can score me 45 plus points today. I could probably name and I could pull them up right now. My projections 45 plus points. I've got three projected for that. And they're the three you see on the screen right now. Davis, Sabonis and McCollum. Now, Sabonis and McCollum are very close to that 45-point threshold. It's not like I have them projected for 50-plus or anything. But when you're talking about a four-game slate and you have value everywhere because of the injuries, 
At that point, you're just trying to get the most points. These are guys that have that upside. Sabonis has not been playing his normal run because of blowouts as of late. They just blew the doors off of Charlotte two days ago. But I have him at 35 minutes. That's what he's playing in competitive games. I think it grades out pretty well for him. You get the nice rebounding rate out of his center. Nice minutes. And CJ McCollum, hard not to like the guy at 38 minutes at 1.26. Or I have him today at 1.28 fantasy points per minute um, in 38 minutes. It's going to be hard not to like. Now, he continues to smash his price tags and get 50-plus points, but he's playing a little bit above his head, even for a guy like uh, even for a guy like Damian Lillard to be out, he's producing better than his fantasy point per minute production historically with no Lillard on the court, um, assist rates, all that stuff. So it's a little bit of a hot stretch for him, probably trying to do a little bit too much, but it's still fine for fantasy. Like he's $9,000. I prefer Sabonis to McCollum slightly right now just because of positionality, but they're both in play without a doubt. Next up, Tobias Harris leads this team in fantasy point per minute production, leads this team in usage with no Simmons and Embiid on the court. At 7,500, I gave him an extra couple of minutes today as well, gave him 37 minutes. Even if I put Tobias Harris at 35 minutes, he'll still look like a great play. Grades out for just a touch under 40 fantasy points. Malcolm Brogdon, one of the guys that I'm not the most thrilled about on the slate. This is only if Victor Oladipo is out. But once again, you probably have no Edmund Sumner. You definitely have no Jeremy Lamb. Brogdon I have for 32 minutes today. And if you give him 32 minutes as a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer, yeah, it's starting to look good. Uh, the matchup against Portland is going to be completely fine for him. He's going to be going up against the Gary Trents of the world, maybe McCollum for a little bit there. But 7,300, it's just difficult because a lot of these 76ers guys who similar price like Harris or cheaper, like some of the ones we're about to get to, just look like similar to better options. And I have more stability when two of their best players are out as opposed to Brogdon when it's just Oladipo out, right? So now we take a huge jump. There's just no real options when you're talking about the 6K range, right? So I jumped from 7,300 to the 5K range because your only real options as I look at this are Steven Adams and Del Nalo Gallinari in the, in the 6K range. Gallo's always fine if you want to get there and you want to try and lock yourself into 28 to 30 points. I'm not really trying to do that in GPPs, especially if he has a lot of ownership tonight. He doesn't grade out as a bad play, but he surely isn't even grading out as like a top 25 play for me. So I'm okay getting away from that. And no real interest in Steven Adams. Again, if you give him 30 minutes instead of 28, then he might start to look better. But I'm okay getting right to the 5K range where Carmelo Anthony stands out. A .97 guy with Lillard off the court in a pretty big sample this year. He's second on the team with a 26% usage rate. Um, The matchup is going to be difficult for him as a non-traditional power forward jump shot shooter like he is. One of the most inefficient shooters, not from just a percentage standpoint, although that's not been great, but shooting jump shots instead of getting to the rim and also shooting from three. Now his shot is broken from three to, for, a good, uh, for the most part at this point in his career. And he's just too old to get to the basket and actually drive on players backing down guys like Sabonis and Turner. Probably not the best for him, but it's the price point. It's the 34 minutes I haven't projected for. Even if he underperforms and gets me 0.85 fantasy points per minute, he's still going to look like a really good play at this tag. Dennis Schroeder, Similar to Brogdon, not one of the guys I'm most thrilled about. I think he's only like $500 underpriced at most. So uh, you're not getting the best value out of him compared to other guys around him, like these Sixers guys we're about to get to. But I do think if you put him for 30 or 31 minutes today, he's a fantasy point per minute producer. He's going to look okay. He seems to be over this injury. Now, this is where we start to get to the guys that I actually like. And these are some 76ers that I don't know how you don't just go ahead and and end up locking them into your lineups for the most part. So um, I have right now... Josh Richardson and and Al Horford, these next two players on the slate, as two of my top five plays on the entire slate right now. And it's hard to, and it's pretty easy to understand why I should say. So Al Horford, 1.09 fantasy point per minute producer in 207 minutes with no Embiid and Simmons on the court. He's probably going to play center. And if he doesn't start at center, and for some reason, O'Quinn does, he'll still see a lot of his minutes at center. So that's a huge uptick for a guy like Horford, who in a matchup against New York, yeah, they're, they're a pretty big team. 
but he should be absolutely fine. It's not like he's going to get played off the court by any means. He can obviously take his game out to the mid-range where his, his elbow shooter, his jumper, or he can take it to the three-point range. So it's not like you have to worry about him backing down against Mitchell Robinson, uh, one of the only traditional centers in the league. So Horford looks fantastic here. And then you take on Josh Richardson, whose fantasy point per minute project uh, overall usage at 200 minutes is 0.81, which that actually doesn't change. If anything, it gets slightly worse with these guys off the court. And it makes sense. I mean, Simmons is going to open up a lot more shots for him. There's less attention on him when Embiid's in the paint. You just get clear, cleaner shots so you can knock down your threes. But the upside in Josh Richardson's favor is that I'm not projecting him for 28, 30, 32 minutes. I'm projecting him for 37 minutes today. Even if I give Josh Richardson like 34 minutes, which I, I doubt that they do that. I think they're going to give him a lot more run. I think there's more opportunities for him to handle the ball today. Uh, he still looks like a top 10 play. So right now, Richardson grading out as one of the best plays in the slate for me personally. Depending on how many minutes you want to give Markeith Morris today, Richardson could actually maybe slide into my top four overall plays. Miles Turner at 5,200 looks fine. If the game stays close, he should play 30 to 32 minutes. I have him at 30 today against Portland. Um, he's going to go up against Whiteside, so he should stay on the court for that amount of time. I think that they'll, they don't have to play big here. They could always slide to Sabonis at the five since Carmelo Anthony is the four for Portland. But at 5,200, he's fine. The problem is he's the same price as Al Horford, and Al Horford's going to be miles higher owned, or at least he should be. So maybe it's a de- decent pivot spot. But I have Al Horford right now in, in terms of, I, I still have Miles Turner as a good play. He, he grades out right now as my number nine overall play. The issue for me, though, is that I have Al Horford for eight more fantasy points at the same price point. Philadelphia Value plays in Shake Milton in Furcon Corkmoss. If I just kind of see where they are, Shake Milton's my 13th play on the slate, and Corkmoss uh, is my 14th play on the slate as of right now. So they're just fine values. They're guys who should play somewhere around 28 to 32 minutes apiece. I have Milton at 30. I have Corkmoss at 28 and a good matchup against New York here. It's just okay values for guys who should see more shots, more time in the court, more peripheral upside. Dwight Howard actually averages over 1.1 fantasy points per minute when LeBron's off the court. They play through him a little bit more. His rebounding rate goes up as well. But the issue is you're, you're banking on him to do all of this in like 20 minutes of play. Because LeBron's off the court does not mean his minutes go up. It's going to be more minutes for Caruso, more minutes for Rondo directly, maybe more minutes for guys like Bradley and Danny Green. So Dwight Howard's minutes shouldn't go up all that much. A smaller team against Golden State is a good matchup for him, but they can easily just try and go a little bit smaller with Davis at the five, and then you go Kuzma at the four a little bit more. So I'm not as thrilled with Dwight Howard today, but again, he does grade out as a fine option. Right now, he grades out as my 11th overall play in the slate. Just keep in mind that this slate is a slate where I have 35 players in an interest pool right now. So although 11 is pretty good, pushing the top five, it's a smaller slate overall. In a bigger slate, he'd start to grade out somewhere around like my 25th play, usually in a player pool, but not a guy that I have a ton of interest in. Kyle Kuzma at 3,900 right now grades out as my fourth overall play in the slate. Look, he's not a he's not a fantastic option. I gave him 26 minutes. It's just the price point at 3,900. Not a fantastic pure points upside guy, but he sees his point per minute production go up. I have him at 0.88 today. He's been 0.93 with no LeBron on the court this year. Looks decent. And now you get to just some of these garbage plays, namely uh, KCP, like He's going to play 28 minutes or 26 to 28, maybe even 30. He's 3,600. You can get to him. I don't know if Danny Green listed, but the same analysis can go for him. Uh, Rajon Rondo is my number one play in the slate. You should not overthink it. Rajon Rondo, even if he, he's going to start, but even if he doesn't, I don't know how he doesn't play 22 to 24 minutes. I have him at 28 minutes today. I have him at a fantasy point per minute. He's $3,500. He is the number one play in the slate. Nerlens Noel at 3,300. Just a guy who should play 18 minutes as backup to Steven Adams, and he's a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer and a fine matchup against who would be Harry Giles and maybe for the time that uh, he's actually on the court, Alex Len. So fine uh, offensive matchup for Noel, Noel's Noel at 3,300. The issue is he takes up a center spot, um, but the upside for that is that I believe is Al Horford still 
Um, I'm not sure if Al Horford's only center eligible. I guess I have it right here. Al Horford is power forward eligible as well. So that helps. So you can still get to like a Noel. And then Markeith Morris is one of the more interesting plays in the slate. Played 15 minutes in his LA debut. The issue is that we don't have a sample size. We don't know if they're going to creep him up or not. He's small forward, power forward eligible. He's only 3,100. If you told me that Markeith Morris, and, and the thing is that he's cutting in with Guzman's minutes and, and so on and so forth, but if you told me that they ran out some weird lineup today, like Rondo, let's just say Rondo, KCP slash Danny Green, whoever starts at the two, Morris at the three, um, at the four, you end up getting Kuzman at the five, Anthony Davis. It would surprise me because they're usually starting Howard at the five these days. Um, but if they try to go smaller to match Golden State, whose biggest player is going to be Marquise Chris and probably Draymond at the four today, it wouldn't surprise me. Even if he doesn't start, though, Markeith Morris, you're still looking at a spot where he played 15 minutes in his first game. Now there's no 35 minutes of LeBron to go around. And in just general, I imagine he starts to see an uptick in his minutes. So I think you can see 20 minutes for Morris. I gave Morris 20 minutes today, and at 3,100, he grades out as a guy who's going to get you 5x, but it's like 15 and a half fantasy points. I don't want it. But there's upside for him to play 20 to 24 minutes, no doubt about it. So he's one of the more interesting plays in the slate. I doubt he has any ownership. He's a guy that you can throw in there, and it's high risk, of course, not for cash at all, but there's some percentage of the time where it pays off compared to what the ownership is and he's a fantasy point per minute producer so he's a good player as well that's where i'm at that's 18 players on a four game slate hope you enjoyed this podcast and video episode be sure to check out drafters.com if you have the moment drafters.com uh, snake drafts it's going to have best ball soon promo code sal 100 sal 100 gets you a 100 deposit match up to 50 dollars. check out my patreon exclusive podcast or content there's podcasts over there as well but at the end of this video there'll be a, a little s- a spot for you to click a link to go there you could also click the link in the description below you should be following me on twitter if you can and lastly, if you want to enter, if you made it all the way through this, you might as well take an extra couple of seconds to enter the weekly $20 raffle giveaway for anybody who subscribes to the podcast, leaves a review on the podcast as an extra version, in the, an extra entry into there. And then if you're subscribed on YouTube and hit the notification bell, you also get entered. So many of ways to enter. You can rack up as many entries as you want, depending on how many podcast platforms you enter on. So I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. Peace out, game. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.